following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. And man, do we have a great show for you guys today. First, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I hate people. There you go. I really do hate people, and I'll tell you why after we introduce Chad. What's up? We got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. I love people. Hate them. Now we got a chat room full of people. What's up, chat room? Let's say hi to some people. We got Eileen Shapiro in the chat room. We've got, look at you holding your boobs. We have uh, Tristan from Australia, Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger, Ginger Irish, Irish Ginger Show. We have Iris from Germany. We have a whole bunch of other people. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We have... um, uh, we have Stan Zimmerman coming on, and we also have Togo Ultra Rock. It's going to be a lot, lot of fun. And uh, and go ahead, Ron. Okay. Does anyone have any idea what it is to become an actor? First, you get the concept in your mind that you think you can be an actor. Now you have to execute that thought, correct? So now you go about it. You meet people, you network, you talk to people, you go to go sees, you go to auditions, you go all over, you have holes in your shoes, you go to the automat for a quarter years ago and had lunch, you got paid nothing because you were a newcomer, and the years roll by and you do a little bit of television, a little a lot of theater, a lot of nightclubs like I have, and you work really very hard. And then you have the great privilege of a privilege of having a dear friend like Jane Russell, the movie star, who was my best friend. And I said to her one day, Jane, I want to do a talk show. Would you be my first guest? And Jane Russell said, honey, for you, I do anything. And she did. And she became the first interview that I had. In that interview, I talked about how we stayed at each other's homes, what she thought of my hair, Spike, she didn't like it. So it was very Revelant to whoever was watching that Jane and I were more than interviewer and celebrity. In my on my phone came this stupid thing from somebody who wrote something about my Jane Russell interview, critiqued it, and I went in to read it, which was a big mistake. I I known better to, than to do that. <laughs> and there were four others. Well, one in one review said, "Who is that stupid idiot?" that asked Jane Russell the most embarrassing question about her bra size and her abortion. Well, to you, whoever you are, ass work, Jane Russell wrote a book, and in the book, it's there. Jane Russell has done many interviews before mine, and she discusses it. 
She discusses her bra size because she does not like to be thought of as 44D. She said she's not a cow. She was a 36B. And the name of my show was Set the Record Straight, Moron, that made that comment. So this was what she wanted to set straight. This is the record she wanted to set straight, that she was only a 36B and didn't want to be known just for a big pair of knockers. Okay? Now, the abortion, she wanted me to talk about because that brought her to talk about the Lord. She said, the Lord takes you down a road, and sometimes you go off the road and you make a mistake. But if you go back on the road, the Lord embraces you and forgives you for everything. So, stupid person who wrote that, that is one of the, what do they call them, Jimmy? Uh-uh. Trolls? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like internet trolls they who call don't do them anything internet but like bad things. Now I look down at the next one, and that one, I think she called me an idiot. Something about this idiot. How the hell did he get on television? He's stupid or whatever. Now I go to the next one, the third one. I don't know what the hell she called me. And the fourth one. Thank God the fifth one was so sweet and nice. She said, I think Ron Russell is so handsome. He's a pleasure to look at. He's delightfully funny. And you could see how much he and Jane love each other. So it was a wonderful review. So to those of you out there who think you're going to pull a Donald Trump on me, no. No, if you think <laughs> Donald Trump tweets mean shit, try it with me. Because I worked my ass off to get where I am today at my age. And I'm not going to let a bunch of pathetic little nobodies that are nothing and probably <laughs> live in a ro under a rock in some fucking hick town in God knows where America. So knock it off. And the sad part is on YouTube, you cannot erase these things. Now, if somebody's looking to hire me for a job and they see those reviews, it damages my chance of getting work. How are those fat bastards? And they have to be fat bastards because I hate them. And how, and how, how come if I ruin them, their chances of getting a job at Walmart? But everybody who knows, everybody knows that that's just the way it all is. And, and to clarify, everybody, he has like four bad reviews on 106,000 views. So that means 105,996 people liked it and a few people didn't like it and that's just the way it goes on everybody the more famous you get you the more bad be, reviews you're going to get you could be the king of siam and you could go through a crowd of millions of people who scream how much they love you and have one person shoot an arrow in your heart and you're dead and that's how it is with actors we do not like those sort of critiques now, uh, we ha I, I, Jimmy showed me a few others of a fabulous movie that we support, and they wrote, who made this piece of shit? You know, a bunch of white people trying to dance. I mean, it's terrible how the public out there thinks they have the right to destroy the work that we do. I'd like to meet these people and go where they work and tell their boss what I think of them. Okay? <laughs> then they maybe would keep their ugly, big, nasty, vicious, vile, wicked horrible mouths shut hey chad all right you got it get hey it. chad i captain in the chat room they're saying it's a very delayed video is that uh yeah your lips are definitely not matching your video my voice is not matching my face your lips are not matching your video he said you know when oh. you talk to people on skype and they're actually matched your guys's aren't matched probably by three seconds or something I wonder well, why. Unless wonder, somebody's wonder listening on the stream and then not listening on ITV, that could be also be a possibility. You can't do it that way. Oh, wait, say it one more time. The live stream and the ITV are two different audios altogether. So if you're listening to the stream but w just watching the ITV, that's not going to sync. 
Oh, okay. Okay, so that's probably anyway, what Anyway, back it is. to my fourth person said, why doesn't he keep his big mouth shut and let Jane Russell talk? Now, that moron didn't know that it's not an interview that I do. It's a conversation. You know, other interviewers ask a question, you know, what made you want to be an actor? And then they sit there like an idiot while the other one never stops talking, the star. They go on and on and on and on until they kill the point. They're boring as all hell. A good interviewer like Lara Spencer and myself and a few other interviewers, we talk with the stars. We make it a conversation. The reviews that I got when I had my show in Palm Springs were, the Ron Russell show, you feel like you're in the kitchen having coffee with him. You feel like you're a part of his family. You feel like you're a part of, and I think that's what happens on this show too. I think everybody out there feels that you're hanging out with us. We don't do any pomp or bullshit or or try to be chic or vogue or, or actors. This is who we are. Jimmy talks like Jimmy. I talk like me. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm Italian. What do you want? You want finesse? You want finesse? Go, go dig up Basil Rathbone. He spoke beautifully. Nobody you, knows who that part, is. Go, go dig up Ronald Coleman. Nobody knows who they he is either. Go, go dig up Richard Burton. There you go. You people, only a few people are going to know Richard Burton, actually. Well, our audiences are not that young, Jimmy. We have a very, very versatile, diversity, diversified audience. Diversatile. Okay. No, it's good that you make up words. I like that. I always make up words. We got more people to join us in the chat room. What's up? Zar Drew's in the chat room. Illy from Estonia is in the chat room. So hello, hello. It's going to be a fun show today. And tell uh, Zar Drew, tell Danae. That I saw a picture of him in Facebook, and we both have the same shoes. The, the, <laughs> the loafer, the two-tone loafer, the navy blue uh, canvas with the powder blue insert, you know, which would be part of the loafer. I know where I bought mine. Where did he buy his? I'm not telling Anyway, so dead air, dead air. Speak, Jimmy. Oh, speak. well, you always talk. I, I interrupted before, don't, so I don't, don't want to interrupt. Don't be like those bitches that, that critiqued me. No, no, I didn't want to interview. I didn't want to interrupt again. That's all, because I interrupted before. Because you get a botch right in the head. So we're going to have a really fun show, you guys, today. I'm really looking forward to it. So happy everybody's in the chat room. It's really cool that everybody's in the chat room. And... We should do a quick commercial so I can get it out of the way and I don't have to do it for later. We have commercials. I mean, we got sponsor. We get oh, paid. But where, you get, where, oh. you, where you hear us? You got to tell everybody where you hear us. Yeah, but they don't pay us. Well, that's okay. What are you going to do? So, everybody, we want to thank you, first of all, for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. You can hear us live every Wednesday from 3 to 4.50 p.m. on W4CY Radio. And that way you get to experience the incredibly talented Chad Murphy. Oh, yeah. Live. You can hear us on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackarope Radio in St. Louis, Monster FM Radio in New York. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, and Spreaker. And on TV, you can see us on Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. That was a mouthful. Hello, hello. And, and, and Zardru says, nice shoes indeed. <laughs> but you know the ones I'm talking about? The loafers. They look like the old-fashioned penny loafers, but they're done in canvas. The outer part is navy blue, but the inner part is powder blue. They're the same it's shoes. Like leather. I think they're leathering canvas. Or maybe some leather. I don't know. I want to know where, where, where he got his shoes and how much he paid for them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got mine in Burlington. What's it called, Burlington? Yeah, Burlington. And they were on sale for $7. <laughs> And I hope that bitch paid like 350 <laughs> I hope, I hope. That's freaking hilarious. So, Chad, what's it like in Florida this week? 
Well, as soon as you started talking, I looked to my left, and oh, look out the window. Here comes the rain again. Three o'clock, right on the money. You know, Here so that's how Florida is. But you know what? It used to cool it off, and I used to look forward to the rain. I always drove a convertible, so my convertible top would be the rain coming. You know, the forceful rain in Florida is like yeah. huge drops. And I loved the sound of the water hitting the canvas top and the window wipers going fast and me doing 200. <laughs> sliding all over going in puddles deliberately to splash on people walking down there he street. liked the rain up here he complains about it <laughs> D- different rain different rain well, florida different. rain different rain florida rain is warm and beautiful the wet rain here is cold and nasty huh it's not right. nice rain up here sometimes it's not as bad in the summer yeah once in a while we get a big thunderstorm with lightning and thunder and we get almost florida water la has like the stupidest rain you know, you could be on one side of the street in L.A. and sitting out, it's dry, and across the street, it's raining. And it's a weird kind of rain in L.A. Yeah, it's they, a dry rain. They usually so as don't it's get rain at down, all. It turns to sawdust. What? Say that again, Chad? I said they usually don't get any rain at all. In L.A., never. It rains in the winter a few months. June yeah. sometimes, you know, they call it June gloom because L.A. gets all cloudy and crappy in June. It's the lousiest month to be there. I know. Uh, yeah. I lived there for a lot of years. Yeah, I lived in uh, smell too. Yeah, I can't wait to get back. You know, I'm really a West Coaster. In so much as born in Brooklyn, and I'm still a Brooklyn boy, always will be, but Jesus. What's I don't going feel on? You got any here. bites on the house? Huh? Any bites, any bites on the house? On the house? <laughs> yeah, one more on. One, <laughs> one more on. <laughs> they're all nuts here. I'm telling you, they said that the, 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 in the earth in Pennsylvania is radium. Now, radium, radar, what uh-huh. is it called? I don't, I don't know. It's something in the ground that comes up and makes people, when they're born, nuts. It makes the babies crazy. Frying brains, got it. No, it's called, what's it called? Radar, ra- not radar. Radon. Radar, radon. Or ra- oh, radon? Yeah, I don't know. That's why we call the people Pensatuckians here, because some of the people, <laughs> you know, they're like a little bit off. <laughs> this one was they a, say it's because of the this water. One, this one was a nut job. I mean, this one, I loved the house. She loved the furniture. She loved the house. She loved the hardwood floors. She loved the garden. She loved the woods. She loved everything. She was in love. She was fabulous. And she said... But, you know, I'm still looking. And I wanted to say, what the fuck are you doing here, lady? <laughs> What's with, the, I love everything, driving us crazy for two hours. You know, you're going to put a On her second trip. On her second trip. They are poor, or they don't know how to buy a house, or they, I don't understand. I've sold homes in Florida, many. I sold an apartment in Manhattan. I sold many houses on Long Island when I lived there. And I sold a house in Beverly Hills and in Palm Springs. I've, I've lived all over, and I've never had a problem. People came in, yeah, we like it, and they send their guy to check out the plumbing, and it's gone with the wind. Here, my God. Not to mention we have to compete with the builder, which is another joke. Now the builder's giving them a dream kitchen. I love his dream kitchen. you got to see it. That's a dream of that. <laughs> when you get it, you got to keep dreaming. You know, Maybe one day you'll get a good kitchen. Anyway, so much is that. It'll sell. We don't care. You know, and if it doesn't sell by the winter, Jimmy and I are going to, you know, let my daughter stay here and we're going to go to Palm Springs for the winter. We'll rent a house out there for three or four months. Get out of the snow. Yeah. And I want to be with my friends like that little, you know, tramp Liz Lauren. I miss that little bitch. Anyway, Chad. That's me. I think we can call our first guest. I I don't know if I told him to call or us or for us to call him. So let's try and call our first guest. Roger that. Uh, Which is Stan. By the way, stand the man. This 
baby works. All right, everybody. So now we're getting ready to call Stan Zimmerman. He writes a bunch of shows you watch on television, a bunch of movies that you have seen, and uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Hello, hello. Hi. Look at you. Uh-oh, wait. Look at me. Oh, here we go. Now I heard him. Okay. I wanted to make sure like it here. Uh, say something again. What should I say? Can you hear me? Yeah, that's good. Okay, okay. Are, you, are you on a laptop? I am. Okay, make it so uh, it pops up a little bit, because right now we only have half of your forehead. There you go. Like there you go. There you there go. You yeah, go. like that. Either that, oh. or you could just move the laptop. I like the big mouth behind you. That's kind of, like, nice. Uh, thank <laughs> you. It's a painting by Allison Van Pelt. Wow. It's beautiful. Be right is right right now. Yes. And she does it all in one stroke. Oh, Good wow. Wow. That's very yeah. impressive. Crazy. I think it reminds me of The Wizard of Oz, but. Okay. That's just me. I thought it was Jack Nicholson. There you go. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> All right, so now that we know that we can hear you, then we'll do our intro. Yeah, uh, so make, for the believe, show. make believe we didn't have So yeah, now you're going to pretend like you've never ta- said a word to us. It's not a word. Okay. Not a word. You're a virgin for the very first time. That's right. All yeah. right. It's about right. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time, yeah. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, writer, producer, director, DJ, reality TV personality, Stan Zimmerman. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Before we get going, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, guy. How are you? Hi. Feeling good? You ready for a fun show? I'm ready. Are you ready is the question. Oh, I'm always ready. Every week uh, I'm here, batting my balls against the wall, making everybody laugh. It's fun. I, I like that imagery. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're unfiltered and uncensored, so you could say whatever you like. Uh-oh, I can swear? Yeah, you can say fuck anything you want. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so relax, feel at home. Then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Hi. And then we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to the chat room. And literally, they're from everywhere, every country on the planet. Oh, I love all the countries. Hi, hi, everyone. There you go. We got to make sure we say hi. I think Goddess just joined us, too. So, like, hey, Goddess, what's up? Hi, baby. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, first of all, you're in California, right? I'm in beautiful Southern California in Los Angeles, um, and I love it here. I miss New York, though. I, uh, I grew up in Detroit, and then I went to NYU, and I... I really would like to get back to do, to New York and with the, hopefully with the play, and and kind of not live there. Not New York for, anymore. It's not. I'm born in Brooklyn. I'm a New Yorker. A I real, can hear it in your yeah. accent. And yeah. I never and I never lose it because um, I don't want to sound like a Californian. And I've lived in California since 1949 for a lot oh. of years. Uh, I was a little kid. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's New York is not New York. It's not New Yorkers anymore. Everybody's from another planet or other countries or other states. They all think it's like Sex in the City. All these young people came. They all they they want to wear five thousand dollar bags. Fuck every cute guy that's in New York, which there are none, and 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 never go to work and never go that's to not work. True, not when I go there. No, no, they're all they're all a bunch of skinny little queens, twenty five year old string beans with skin tight pants. They look like they are suffering from consumption. I mean, it's no longer the hunky rock Hudson guys anymore. That's why it's our job to feed them. <laughs> 
feed them what? I'm doing my part. I think you need to do yours a little no. more. He's married. He, he no, can't my, feed them. <laughs> my, I'm married to Jimmy. Talk to me later. You okay. Tell me, what's wrong with you? I don't what's know. Wrong? We'll talk when we're done with this. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. No, but uh, they're all young and silly and whatever. But uh, you won't find too many native New Yorkers like me. And the and accents. How do you feel about um, 42nd huh? Street? Do you like 42nd Street is all cleaned up? Oh, it still looks like shit. <laughs> He's talking about the all I mean, the it's cesspool. It's, 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 it's still the cesspool. a cesspool. It's just a, a just a little better dressed cesspool. <laughs> but I mean, Dis Disney Disney took it over. How ridiculous! Walt Disney on Forty Second Street. When I remember the theaters that were there with the great stars of yesteryear, Rudolph Valentino, Thelma, uh, all those people, Banker, Vilma Banky, those people made Forty Second Street wonderful. In the 20s and 30s. And in the 40s, it started to turn to shit. In the 50s, it went totally porno and hustlers and cruising. That's, how I That's what he's living. talking about. How do you like it now that they got rid of all of that? They didn't get rid of all of that. You could walk down 42nd Street. The hustlers just don't look like hustlers anymore. <laughs> they're, they're all skinny, skinny little They beings. look like Disney characters. When I, was at, <laughs> when I was at NYU, it was scary to go from Broadway to 8th Avenue. Like you felt like. You had gone through the trenches. If you could make it all the way out to Eighth Avenue alive, and it was it was frightening at the time. Not like that. Not, not well, like that. Now. I mean, I was used to it, so I was I was never frightened. But it was Eighth Avenue with all the porno theaters and and hustlers. And it was really you're a nasty. Sir, you're a New Yorker. You were raised with that. Uh, a little uh, boy like me coming from the suburbs of Detroit, I had no idea what any of that was. That's what Diana Ross said when she went to New York. Just a little girl from Detroit Projects. And she didn't know from any of that. Now, how is she lying? <laughs> I mean, Detroit the Projects. I mean, make 8th Avenue look like Disney World. I got called to her house once, uh, me and my writing partner, Jim Berg, because supposedly she was interested in doing a sitcom. And they said to us, they caught us in the car, and they said, would you go up to her house? Well, you've never seen two queens drive faster through Beverly Hills to get to meet her. And uh, we had a marvelous uh, afternoon. Just t I had so many questions for her, obviously. It was thrilling to meet her because um, as a Detroiter growing up with well, her. Did she treat you well? She did. I, she ultimately, I knew, was not going to do a sitcom. But um, I just had to have that experience, you know, sitting down with her. And we, we've done that a lot. Uh, I call, I, I'm going to write a book called The Girls from Golden to Gilmore. And a chapter is going to be about all the women that we met that thought they wanted to be the next Lucy. And so we would trek to their house and like Diane Cannon and they all wanted to have their own sitcom. You oh, have to fun. you have to interview Fran Drescher because Franny as a child only watched I Love Lucy. Her mother said she was addicted to it. She watched it every moment that she could. She'd come home from school and watch it. And of course the nanny was Lucille Ball. I mean there's no question about it. I worked at the nanny for a nanosecond. We had a deal at Sony, and they had us come uh, work on stories for once uh, once a week. And we would go out to Fran's beach house and got to right. hang out with her. And she's so lovely. I, I love her. I worked with her uh, ex-husband, uh, Peter Mark Jacobs. Yeah, he's, he's been on our, they've both been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, interviewed, I interviewed Fran because I came when we left Brooklyn, we moved to Astoria, Queens. And I lived one town away from her, which was Flushing. So we knew all the same stores, the same movie theater. We grew up basically in the same town. Uh, I find one thing about Fran Drescher, she's not a good interview. <laughs> only, only because if she's not, she's wonderful when she's rehearsed. Mm -hmm. 
So I had to be very careful while I interviewed her and not throw anything at her that she couldn't handle. She sort of fumbles over things that she's not familiar with. And that's because she's an honest person. Liars can handle anything I throw at them because if they don't know it, they make it up. (laughs) You should get Donald Trump on your show. I I tried, actually. I would would love to get him on our show. I would love to. Or Kellyanne, get her. Hang on. Yeah. So I want I want to like I want to steer this a little bit because first of all, I love oh, Donald Trump. I know he's going to kill all the homosexuals, but I still love him. Hey, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you're going to freak this guy out. All right. So hold on. And he, I heard him say you first. <laughs> I actually met him briefly. I was uh, writing on a Gene Wilder sitcom on NBC and we had a stunt casting Marla Maple and he came and he kind of held her purse, and there were a lot of Secret Service guys around him. And uh, she was lovely, though. She had a great... We had he a great happens time. to be very nice. I spent some time with him in Mar-a-Lago. My very good friend, Perry, only married millionaire men, very rich, you know, constantly. She had, like, five husbands. They, You know, money. So I, need she, to, I need to do that. Well, wait a minute. So we're living in Boca at the time, and Perry said to me, Ronald, darling, they're offering a $50,000 membership at Mar-a-Lago. Let's go up there and see if there's any men that I could possibly, you know, all millionaire men. And she's this stunning Joan Collins type woman, you know, stunningly beautiful and only married rich men. So she knows all the bullshit to do with the darlings and all that crap. (laughs) So we go up there and we go into the library and we're sitting there and there's Donald Trump walking around talking to all the people who are potential members of this club. And he comes over to us, and we spoke with him, and he was very charming, very good-looking, I have to tell you. This is some years ago. Not now. Now he looks like a, like a I don't know what, a turd. But uh, <laughs> years ago, he was really good-looking. And he, he said to Perry and I, what would you like to drink? And I said, I would like a vodka with four olives straight up. And Perry said, oh, darling, I'm thirsty. I'd like water. So she got water. Now we leave and we get in my car and we're driving back to Boca and she screams, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with me? I say, Perry, what's the matter? He offers me what to drink and schmuck me. I say, water. I should have said, don't pity him. <laughs> so that was the whole evening for me. I was hysterical all the way home. And she was really pissed off. Schmuck I am. I ordered water. <laughs> Okay, anyway. so here's what I want to do. First of all, because we've had several writers on who've like written a hit movie or a hit something, but we've not really had writers who like have like so many hits that you can't really like count them. There's so many of them, and so it's a little bit different. And you said you went to NYU. Yeah. Uh, I'm also asking this a little bit as a personal question because I'm also a writer and like I'm a best-selling author for like little fiction shit, but not like really cool shit like what you do. And so I would like to know when you went to NYU, did you study writing? Uh, no, I studied acting. I was going to be an actor. I always had crazy ideas in my head, but I wasn't a reader, so I didn't think I could be a writer. And so I went to New York. I started acting when I was seven years old, and I thought that's what I was going to be, or at least I was going to be a gypsy on Broadway and dance. And uh, I loved dancing, and uh, I got to do be in the background uh, with Rudolph Nureyev with the Joffrey for a month on Broadway. That was the closest I got to it. Uh, but I met my writing partner at NYU, and uh, in between classes and after-school jobs, we started writing sitcoms because I just I grew up just loving sitcoms. And um, so he was a journalism major, I was an acting major. We kind of brought both of those. Uh, I love it. And so you were together. You were in risky business for like a second, right? Yes, I was. Me and Mr. Cruz. I I could have been Mrs. Tom Cruise, but I didn't play. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> no, t- Tom would never have married you. Shoni marries very, very young boys. They well, were I, 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 oh, you were young? Miss thirty years old. Yeah, but, oh, it, I don't know what the movie is. I was Risky he, Business with Tom Cruise. I wasn't born. I wasn't famous. born yet. I was only a little boy. <laughs> yeah. Miss Cruise likes in, the nineteen, eighteen, and nineteen. I was uh, actually that age. Uh, oh, he, so Miss Cruise would have married you. Yes, he. I was working in a casting office in New York, right out of uh, school, my last year in college. And he came in. He had just filmed Taps, and he had his hair all buzz cut and literally at that time i was the first person to see him bounce on a couch he was so excited to be in his first movie and it was with sean penn and it was like amazing cast and you know here was this little kid from the midwest and he was in a a a really big movie and really so wait a minute he bounced you on the couch (laughs) (laughs) i wish but he bounced himself but you could just tell he just had a star quality and just a golly shucks, you know, kind of uh, air about him that you just knew he was going places. He was a good-looking kid, but he seemed like a really good person. And she hides her gayness well. We don't know. He's not going to say anything. Yeah, oh, we don't know that. that. We know that. No, he, he's not going to say that because he works with these people. Right. Say that. Oh, I don't give a shit. I see, <laughs> listen. He's making me lunch right now. So, uh, <laughs> Hi, Tom. Listen, listen, to, listen to what I have. Five minutes. Yeah. Listen to the next thing I have to say. And this is okay. what I really feel strongly about. The fact that people have to hide the fact that they're gay means they're ashamed. And that stinks. Every gay person in Hollywood. I knew Rock Hudson for a long time. Right? I went out with one of Rock Hudson's friends, George's uh, actor, uh, George Needham. Okay, before George went out with his friend. They hid their gayness. They were so terrified. If we ever went anywhere, George, I was with George more than Rock. Anywhere we went, Nader would say, don't sit so close. Let's do that. It's a hell of a life. There's nothing wrong with being gay and being an actor. So Tom Cruise should come forward and say, yeah, I'm gay, big deal. Now let's go see my movie. What is it to you? What my sexuality? It should be that way, but it's not. When I first came here, I had to hide the fact that I was on writing staffs because it was all male, very sports oriented. And so our agent said, if you go to a function for the TV shows, and this was on Golden Girls even, the first season, everyone thinks it's the gayest show. But uh, at the beginning, the people on staff didn't know we were gay. So we couldn't say where we were at Studio One for the, on the, during the weekend. We had to, <laughs> you had to lie. And Estelle Getty was the first one that kind of uh, came to us and outed us. She pulled us behind the set, the first day on the set, and she said to us, uh, you're one of us. And I thought she meant Jewish, but she meant gay. Because she kind of considered herself gay because of all of her friends from Torch Song and Harvey. And, uh, and then we became fast friends after that. We like, but don't tell anybody yet. Yeah, don't tell anybody <laughs> That's what but she luckily, said. Luckily, that has changed a lot on writing staffs, but it's still, you know, um, that it's a homophobic industry. And I'm sure you've heard the stuff about our sitcom that we're wanting to do Silver Foxes, yeah. as, as I'm looking at two handsome Silver Foxes right in front of me. It would be great for Dorothy. Everybody <laughs> is driving me crazy. Everybody is tweeting me, you should be Dorothy. You look like Dorothy. You sound like Dorothy. You're tough like Dorothy. I would be a guy, a gay guy from Brooklyn who has a wise ass mouth, which is who I am. I wouldn't even have to act. I could just read, I would read lines. I wouldn't even act. But anyway, um, I think it would be a riot. 
It's but a I very say- funny show, and we, we did a great reading in, right here in my living room with George Takei and Leslie Jordan and Bruce Valanche and Todd Sherry and Melissa Peterman from Baby Daddy and Sherry O'Terry and Daniel Gaither, and we're still having a hard time selling it because of ageism is alive, and anybody can talk about it and say it literally to my face. Uh, the gay part is a little more whispered because people, we have made strides in that area, but that still is an issue with you know, why there are not more gay TV shows on. You mean Hollywood? Yes. Well, thank God it's not the Hollywood I know. It must be the other Hollywood that I have not a part of. Um, because the Hollywood that I know would support this show. I, listen, Fran Drescher and I had a long talk off camera, privately. And it was about her happily divorced. Okay, yeah. it wasn't the best show. It wasn't really written that great. And it wasn't photographed. It kind of had a corny look to it. But it was a good start, and in time they would have perfected it, like all talks, all sitcoms. They stink in the beginning; first six episodes are rough. Then they work it out. She was kicked off the air to put on the other show that failed in two weeks, with what's her name, <laughs> Allie, who kept eating, and they couldn't stop her from eating until they didn't find a lens big yeah. enough. To capture Ali, Ali. He knows all these people. He knows of course, exactly I know what you're them, talking I know about. Them too. I know them too. That's why I could tell her, Ali, knock off the food. I hear now she's like 400. But anyway, um, so they took Fran's show off the air. And they shouldn't and, have. The great premise. It had really good actors. It could great have gone, actors. It could have gone so far. It was a wonderful concept. I fought it with uh, Mark, you know, uh, Mark uh, Jacobs. And, yes, and we, we fought it together. And I fought it for Fran. Everybody out in the chat room and all over the country. We were blasting it all Remembers over the place how to get I it was back fighting together. the network to get that show on the air. Didn't help. Uh, it didn't well, help. We tried. We made a big stink. Well, maybe yeah. you can help with Silver Foxes because Netflix and Hulu, which is streaming Golden Girls now, and Amazon are all reading it. And I want them to know that people like us have a voice. And like Golden Girls... It doesn't, won't just attract older people. Golden Girls had a demo from young kids through college to older Absolutely, people. Absolutely, everybody. They just forget that they think, and I've had people literally tell me this to my face, you have old characters, only old people are going to watch. And I say, where? Where has that ever been proven? So can this I, whole thing has become very political for me can now. Can I tell you something? Tell me. I, I have over 16,000 fans. Guess their ages. Probably all ages. No, no. I get, I get stuff like I wish you were my dad. I wish you were my grandfather. Oh. I wish I knew you. You're so funny. I wish I could hang out with you. I wish we could be friends. I love your show. I love every, your, all your crazy shit and your cursing and all that stuff. I have all. I'm 77 years old, and I've got all young yeah. people. He's got his Twitter. He's got twenty thousand fans on followers on Twitter. Yeah, twenty something thousand. They're all they're all they're like not, under thirty five. You know why? Because the old bags don't know how to get on the fucking screen. <laughs> they don't know how to get our show. How many times I have to? How do I see your show? I don't know how to get on. Well, you're more on here, and <laughs> and they still don't know. What does it mean? What are, what are you talking about? Click on it. I mean, I think though you're getting on a lot of platforms that have a voice. I know that, like you talked about it on Howard Stern. I think that you know everybody should be like uh, attempting to help with it because it would be a groundbreaking, groundbreaking show groundbreaking that everybody show. really, really like enjoy. I think uh, you know uh, you can email me any ideas you have like that that you need like little people to help carry out, and we can like do a lot behind the scenes. 
Um, and that way, in cases we do anything that like up- upsets you, people won't know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm very, very uh, uh, in in the gay community, and I know. I mean, especially now that we're moving back to Palm Springs, I had a TV show out in California for a couple of years called Set the Record Straight. Maybe you know of it. I had the major stars: Jane Russell, Lauren Bacall, Tab Hunter, all the biggie, Cliff Robertson, all the major old Hollywood people. Uh, most were my friends. The others I didn't know, and I did a good show. That made me very popular in Palm Springs. Now, everybody thinks Palm Springs is the old John. Yeah, there are a few old queens around that I know, but majority are young men from 25 to 30. Go to Wang's and go in the back of Wang's. You see there, they're all young. So I, we need these young people to go with you. To well, support we, we set the show in Palm Springs. And I was just at D23, which was a Disney Expo last Friday. Video. Uh, and girls. And when they said Silver Foxes, I was shocked. There was a roar in the crowd, and these were all ages. They had heard about this controversy in the show, which is so great that because it's gone from Howard Stern to the National Enquirer, now it's gone international. And so I'm hoping to get all our voices together to say our voices count and we are loved by all ages and you will get an audience. Absolutely. I have a, just to let you know, which it's okay. I'm sure you'll be okay with it. But it be truthful. Hang on, let me uh, finish. Sorry. Please. Yeah. Uh, in the chat room, we have uh, Eileen Shapiro. She's actually my partner. We have a really big PR firm, but she, uh, for free, she just wrote in there that she'd love to. She writes, she's a, a regular columnist for the Huffington Post and Get Out, which is the only gay magazine in New York in City New York. <clears throat> uh, that's left. That's actual physical magazine. And she said she wants me to forward you her information so she can interview about it and, and get it in the Huffington Post and Get Out magazine. I would love that. Thank you for connecting us. Yeah, she's really no, cool. just, she's just, the best. Just the fact that we've been talking about your show, I think, what, two or three weeks ago and kidding around. Everybody in the chat room said, oh, you'd be a perfect Dorothy. And I thought, Jesus Christ, do I look like her? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a reboot. They're very different characters. But the essence that. of the show, but yes. They, so some they people see are. me and they think of her. And most yeah. people thought I looked like Tony Curtis, which was okay. But who wants to look like, I mean, you know, she was the, uh, the, the, the what do they call them in the parade, the gay pride parade? A couple of years ago in Palm Springs, maybe 10 years ago, she was the uh, chief. Grand Marshal. Marshal. There you go. Thanks, Dan. And, you know, she's That's as, what I'm here for. She's as, yes. tall, she's as tall as I am. She's as big as I am. And she could look like my sister. So, yeah. There was and you a probably, little... her toes are probably hairier than yours. Probably. You know, yeah. she, she, she never wears shoes. Uh, right. So. You know why? Why? She had neuropathy in her feet. That was terrible. Okay. Any cheap war, the littlest pressure from a shoe would kill her. You know, the, you know that we watch the Golden Girls. He watches it every night to fall asleep. Like we watch, it's on TV pill. from like eleven to one every night, and we watch it in the reruns. We've seen them fifty times each. Oh, and, thank you for watching it. And we watch all of them. So well, it's probably the best writing. Uh, That's uh, him. Thank you. Uh, you were one of the writers on yeah. that? <laughs> I didn't know. I don't research anybody. You know that. Thanks a lot. Come on. No, I never research a guest because yeah. I don't want it to be rehearsed. I like it like like the audience doesn't know. I don't know. So we learn together. Yes, uh, I was there the first season. So we were exploring and discovering all the great things that those actors could do. Like that Betty White was so funny telling St. Olaf stories. So that's why we kept going back to that. Oh, or when we realized that B. Arthur didn't even need a joke. All she had to do was shoot a look, and people would roar. And that was uh, uh, so. That's why you see so many reaction shots from her. And then when they just started doing reaction shots of all of the actors, and that's that we had a laugh spread. So we had to keep editing the show because they're laughing with so long with these 
uh, the four amazing women together in one show. That, that's because B. Arthur was from New York. Let me do some bragging. All New Yorkers give faces. Uh, let we me all give you the look. <laughs> Let's do some it's bragging, true. everybody. Okay, first of all, you guys. So, so uh, Stan Zimmerman has a partner. His name is James Berg. Uh, correct me if I get anything wrong, because I just okay. wrote little notes down. You guys, his company is Zimmerman and Berg. Some yeah. of the things that you guys have written for the Golden Girls, Gilmore Girls, that which goes to your book from Golden Girls to Gilmore Girls. I got, I, I got that. Right. Uh, Brothers, Fame, Hooperman, Something Wilder. You have two WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America nominee. He also wrote the Brady Bunch movies, correct? Oh, um, yes. Very good, very good. Thank you. And Roseanne, Roseanne we, we did the Lesbian Kiss episode. We were on that whole season, and we were lucky enough to uh, be in that very, very, at the time, groundbreaking moment because ABC would not air uh, a couple second kiss between Roseanne and Mariel Hemingway. And God bless Roseanne and Tom Arnold, and they offered that if ABC wouldn't do it, they would buy the show back and buy time on HBO to air the show. And like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I have to tip my hat to the two of them. They really have been in the trenches of LGBTQ causes. And um, so, but luckily ABC did air the episode and it paved the way, you know, for Ellen and Will and Grace and other shows like that. I'd like to know who hires the idiots at Time Warner Cable. The people, what are they all, Christians or something? Or, or narrow-minded, you know, horrible people? I interviewed Jane Russell as my first show. I asked her to do it for me as a favor. And she said, sure, on. And I asked her, what size bra were you in 1940? And she said, 36B. I said, so you were never a 42 double D? She said, no, I was never a cow. She said, and that's my set the record straight question. I want to clear it up. I was a 36B. I don't want to be known for my boobs. Well, the <laughs> office called me in. And they were furious that I asked her such a question. How vulgar. I said, vulgar. I could have asked her if she shaves a pussy. I said, that would have been vulgar. <laughs> That's vulgar. Does she? Well, I never looked. Okay. <laughs> she was my friend. I never made love with her. But she was my buddy uh, for a long time. Love okay, things. so hold on. So I want to go. So now you have two, you have two shows that you write for now currently, right? Well, you probably have more than that, but two that uh, I, I'm, I directing, I'm directing a lot of theater, but I have two web series, Skirt Chasers, um, with Barry Bostwick and Sex and Execs, and Mindy Sterling, the great Mindy Sterling from Austin Powers, got an Emmy nomination for our little web series on Telefilm, okay. which is the only lesbian content website on uh, alive. And we got our first nomination for Tello and for Mindy. And we're very, very, very excited. Um, and Congratulations. So keep, your, keep your fingers crossed for her. Uh, she's been a dear, dear friend. And I've done many uh, theater pieces with her. Uh, we're going to revive a play we did in the spring where she plays my mother, uh, who's dealing with dementia. And that's a, a two-character play uh, about my mother and her relationship uh, with my longtime housekeeper. So hold on, let's go back. So first of all, you guys, first of all, like, because after I started tweeting with you, like a lot of your different people that are in your shows all started following me. As a matter oh. of fact, I, I got um, the, the guy who's on Parks and Recreation now, I, I apologize, I forgot his I'm name. Sorry. He started following me today, and... Um, He's uh, fantastic. He was, I met him on Rita Rocks, uh, a show, a sitcom I did with Nicole Sullivan on Lifetime. And he came in to do a one-page scene, and he was so fantastic. We kept bringing him back for more episodes. And, and then he was at the reading. He played the twink in our uh, Golden Girls. Yeah, because he's the youngest one. 
Yes, he thinks he's a twink in his head. Okay. And none of the other characters know his first name because he's their friend Jerry's latest twink. And there so you they're, go. They're all scared to, you know, uh, say the wrong name. So go back to Sex and Execs. So congratulations yeah. on Sex and Execs, you guys. And you can watch it online and tell people where they can see it. At telefilms.com, we have Sandra Bernhardt, Olivia Dabo from The Wonder Years. Uh, we have Bane Gibby from Enlightened and The Comeback. we got a great cast. And uh, it's about uh, kind of an upstairs, downstairs, but it's in, it takes place in an office. And you see two points of view, the uh, bosses and their assistants, the same day, but from two points of view. I actually, Chad. Good concept. How Chad, are you going to hey, hand, no, no, handle Sarah Bernhardt? Sandra Bernhardt. <laughs> <Yeah. and> <laughs> We've been friends a long, long time before Roseanne, but we actually developed a TV show for her for Showtime called Sandra Bernhardt Trapped in a Movie of the Week. And each week she was going to get trapped in a horrible movie of the week. Uh, we wrote a script, but it never went anywhere. But I adore her. And I do so, too. I love her. She's fast. I'm so grateful that she, you know, did uh, a little part in our in our show. I Actually, Eileen, Eileen, who's going to interview you now. She's interviewed Sandra Bernhardt a zillion times. I know that for a fact because I read some of them. So, so hold on. So, Chad. Hi, Captain. You ha I, I, took, I pulled the trailer for Sex and Execs. Do you have that? I do. Okay, so, so Stan, you introduce it, and it's only like two minutes. And hang on. We're going to play it so everybody can see it. And, uh, and then after that, we'll come back and talk some more about okay. some more of your stuff. Think about The Office now. This is the new Office kind of show. Good idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we could talk right we can keep talking about it. Uh, we filmed it literally for $25,000. The information that you don't want people to know because right now we're not on. Okay. You're, 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 He's playing. We're just talking there. He's yeah, actually so playing we can say whatever we want. <sighs> Why is this not playing? Huh. For some reason, it doesn't want to play. Uh-oh, really? Are we on the Has everybody been time? listening to us this whole time? <laughs> well, he started talking a little bit about it, and then he said you're not on the air. You were supposed to introduce it, but uh, all right. Oh, he's, well, he said here, does it doesn't want to play really good. See Hold if you on. can find it on YouTube and just play it directly off YouTube, exactly. Chad. Exactly. Well, we'll on. keep talking while you work on it. You know, people like these screw-ups because they think they got to hear something that they weren't supposed to. You know, everybody <laughs> loves that. So you made it for $25,000? Uh, yes. I mean, that's what's so, so great about working in web series is that you don't have the levels that you do in network television of studios and networks telling you what to do. It's literally Kristen Baker, her own Telefilms, greenlit it one Saturday afternoon. I called her back, I said, so I'm making this? And she, I got to direct all six episodes. And it's a great way to make a pilot without the interference. You get to cast who you want, film it how you want, and then hopefully we can get it to a bigger platform, you know, like a Hulu or Netflix as well. And uh, Get some money. Amazon Prime, maybe Amazon Prime. Or even like NBC, all the major networks now have yeah. online component. Right. Yes. So it's a very commercial piece because there's no great office comedy now. It would be a perfect piece. We've got a great cast that people know. And it's just a funny way of looking at it. I don't know if you've ever been a boss or an assistant. I've been both. And we thought it's such an interesting relationship that the assistants know everything about the boss and That's the right. boss know nothing, nothing about the assistant. <laughs> I get you with them all day. That's true. Now, with a $25,000 budget, they have to be back end for sure. Yes, there is. And a lot of people, they do it because although even like when we did Skirt Chasers, we had Barry Bostrick, we had Meredith Baxter, they all really uh, responded to the material 
and they believe that there is a life to it after, and they wanted to also support um, LGBT. Uh, right. Definitely, like definitely. Yeah. It's good. Actually, too, Barry Bostwick started. I've met him several times. Me too. And uh, he started following me after I started tweeting with you, and I was tweeting all kinds of stuff. for. I, I saw all your Emmy nomination tweets that you guys were putting together, so I was retweeting all of them, hoping that they would see them. And, well, uh, thank you for helping, because I, we feel like the little engine that could. There's so much money behind. It's now a big business getting an Emmy nomination, and the others in Mindy's category are like Amazon and um uh, funny or die that has a lot of money and we have no money it is all social media based so the fact that we snuck in and the five nominees against people like jane lynch uh it's pretty amazing so we're very proud of that but the anti-gay thing that you're talking about in hollywood i don't know who it is i don't know anybody that's anti-gay anymore everybody that i know uh, supports LGBT people and is very, very uh, gay-friendly. Just not the people who make the big decisions. <laughs> but they're not the people, you know why? Because they're not Hollywood people. They're probably corporate people or jerks from, like, Chicago that have millions of dollars <laughs> and want to invest 10000 bucks in a film. Well, that's all, they, that's all they want to invest. 10, people are, are fearful of their jobs. We, I had someone say, but it's 100% oh, no, LGBTQ characters in the show. And I'm, like, saying... But would you ever say that about blackish, that it's 100% black characters? You would never say that out loud. But they're right. still, it's still out there, and we have to combat it. It's just the reality. We think it's 2017. I know what you're saying is true, but I'm, I'm finding it so unbelievable. I think that, I think that what oh, there we go, section execs. Chad, yeah. were you able to get it or no? I mean, Chad? I'm you know, sorry, I, like I, can play, I can play it on the... Uh, what do you call it? YouTube, but for some reason it's not playing on my, what do you call it, video What happens producer. if you play it on the YouTube? Does it mess things up? No. Okay, let's try and you know play what? it. We'll play it next week. No, no, well, I want to play it. If you can play it. Can if you, it you can play it, come Chad? Through now. You betcha. It's going to come through. All right, so not, actually we'll do, do an introduction time. this time, Stan. Say, hey, this is the trailer for Sex and Execs, my show that I wrote or whatever we want to do. Okay, here's my web series, Sex and Execs, which is on telefilms.com and offers comedy behind the scenes of Catletics, a women's athletic wear company. Oh, welcome back from maternity leave. <laughs> I missed you terribly, Leslie. <sighs> oh, I have a zillion questions for you. Fire away, Bob. I reviewed the winter issue mock-up and I am fully up to speed. When she comes back to work today, everyone pink slipped. No! Yes. Another powerful woman trying to prove that she hasn't gone soft after giving birth. You're fired. If it's about the whole husband-wife thing, please know I'm not the least bit homophobic. In fact, I made out with a girl in college once. Assistants are like children. We train them to be brilliant and punish them if they're anything less. Do you have any idea what being an executive entails? Duh. <laughs> you arrive when you feel like it, return a few calls, take a three-hour lunch, yell at people, then leave early to get more blonde highlights. I think I'd be an awesome exec. I mean, we talk about them more than we do our significant others. Yeah, they are our significant others. I mean, think about it. They know everything about us. Social security numbers, our computer passwords, our real hair color. Which days to pee in a cup for us so the court can check our alcohol levels. What? Your assistants don't do that? So you think I want to be some sad 60-year-old still making my boss's coffee? <clears throat> Sorry, Sherlock. Do you have any idea what it is like living your secondhand life? It sucks. Jesus, Marlin, if it's about this guy, you can have him. It's not about him compared to you. He means shit to me. Well, he means even less to me. You guys do know I'm still here, right? Screw, Screw you. you. I just want you to treat me the way you did before. You know, just because I've had a kid, it does not mean that my brain has turned into strained carrots. It's so hypocritical. Would you be treating a man like this? 
What is everybody staring at? Honey, you're lactating. Oh God. Us secretaries gotta stick together. Administrative professionals, if we don't own it, who will? Power to the 99%. There you go, sex and execs. The one guy in this, he's wearing like a Nagel shirt. There you go. T-shirt with like all the pictures of Nagel on it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's Miguel. And then that sexy guy in the stairwell is Matthew Smith, who is on uh, Tyra's Banks' uh, America's Next Top Model. Okay. And, And he's shirtless and sexy in the show. And he plays the hot IT guy who actually fools around with, uh, a guy and a girl. There you go. Well, you've there got a hit go. show here. Thank you. This, this Thank is you. funny. I mean, I don't laugh that often. And I, I laughed about 10 times in a row. You wrote this? I co-wrote it with Jim Berg, and I directed all six episodes. And You're a very funny work. man. Thank You're you. Good comic. Good gay stuff. I don't like cheesy gay. Me neither. I'm not happy with dishy, cheesy drag queen shit. I like clever. No, I like clever, intelligent stuff like this. This is this is talks about the subject, talks about our lifestyle, but does it with humor and with style, and that I like. I'm glad it's not cheesy crap. So let's go to Skirt Chasers real quick and give it a plug. Just tell us, give us a a quick rundown. What's it actually about? Uh, It's a father-daughter relationship, and they both are skirt chasers, and they both cheat on their spouses. They're very dark characters. But they are not friendly now, and they have to learn to kind of solve those issues by getting back together and dealing with each other. And Meredith Baxter plays the ex-wife, and the amazing Leah Delaria from Orange Is the New Black uh, did a. Uh, she's a really great jazz singer. If you don't know her music, you should listen to it. And um, she did a great cover of "I'm a Girl Watcher" and the, our theme song. And we're so lucky that she would get involved in our our little web series. Uh, so you should also listen to her music. She does a really cool version of Sweeney Todd, the Ballad of Sweeney. Oh, I love that. Like a jazz song. So people don't know that about her. So a lot of these people are just jumping into our programming and really helping us out. And so we're hoping that we can, you know, keep going and make more episodes of all these shows. I love it. So first of all, too, you guys, if you want to find out more that's going on with Stan, first of all, you should follow him on Twitter. It's at Zimmerman Stan instead of Stan Zimmerman. Just backwards it or flip it backwards. It. That was terrible. He and, makes up words, too. <laughs> I love it. And his, his website is ZimmermanStan.com, which has so much incredibly great information of all the stuff he's been in and involved with and a part of. Um, also, I wrote down well, that you wrote for Emmy Magazine. Did I, did, I, did, I did. I did. I did a little piece about that for them a while ago. I I, I like to have my fingers in a lot of pots, so uh, that's why I've been directing a lot of theater, and I did have DJed in the past at some clubs in LA, and so it's all. I love music. And um, how come I never met you? Um, you've been, you've been avoiding same. me all my life. Well, why? I don't understand. We travel the same paths. We know some of the same people. I lived in LA for years. We'll travel down that road and back again, huh? I don't know why I've never met you. I mean, you seem to be a Hollywood happening, and I was also. I'm going to sing the song from Golden Girls now. You know what it probably <laughs> No, you know what it probably is? And you don't want me to sing, trust me. No, it's probably the age difference. Because I was happening in Hollywood in the late uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and you were probably way too young. So we missed Let's by generation. Let's go with that, yeah. 
<laughs> well, you're not 77 years old. That's why I'm with all the old bags. You know, Tippy Hedden's my friend. I hate to say these things. I can't wait to get out there to see Tippy to tell her get rid of the white hair and that short haircut. She looks like an old lady. She's got to go back to her beautiful blonde page boy. Did you know? So, did you meet Esther Williams? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I met her at Clive Davis's house in New York, and I remember she cornered me and she was like, "Can you write me a part on Golden Girls?" And I had to tell her like, "That's been canceled years ago." But she was such a sweetheart, and, and I love watching her clips of her movies. Esther had a little bit. We couldn't tell Esther Williams that Jane Russell died. Because she would have blown away. Esther, at the very end, I spoke with her husband for like an hour. And he said, please, Ron, don't ever mention that. The other one died, too. The, the one from uh, in the pizza parlor with the two girls. Oh, Laverne. No, no Laverne Shirley, who played the, the, girl, the older girlfriend to the pizza guy. Fabulous actress. She was in with Frank Sinatra in uh, Ships Ahoy or whatever. Betty Garrett. Garrett, she died. Listen to him, boy. He well, knows yeah, it. I, 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 I know them too. I just don't have a memory. I anymore. know, but the fact that no, no, the reason I say that is because most of the time we have people on and he'll ask them, you know, do they know Jane Russell or do they know these different you people? Know. And they don't know who it is. So so the fact but, that you but, know but everyone. Betty Garrett was Estes. Did you ever meet Betty? No, I always wanted to, and she did oh, a lot doll. of things. Sweetie. Oh, she and Esther were like sisters. They made a lot of films. And when Esther died, when uh, not Esther, when Betty died, no one would tell Esther because Esther was getting seen up, and she was fearing death like you can't believe. She would talk about, "I'm old, I'm going to die soon. I don't want to. All my friends are dying." Well, she found out about Jane and flipped out. And guess what? She died not long after Jane. So my whole crowd is gone. Do you know Harlan Bow? No. No Harlan. Harlan. No. Harlan. no. Good tall guy. He he handles all of them. All of the old girls, the real golden girls. I mean, you know, I did Arlene Dahl, another beauty. Still mm -hmm. stunning. And so, you know, it was a great era, that, that time of glamour when Hollywood was Hollywood. That's okay, because we're going to move to Palm Springs soon. And when we move there, then we'll invite, invite you for one of our dinner parties. And then you can come. Yeah, I would like to come. Like, you know, we have good friends you'll like. You'll know most of them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this celebrity value, whatever. They, they don't work anymore, like Kay Ballard, you know, people like that. I love Kay Ballard. The mother-in-laws, I've been trying to redo the mothers-in-laws for years. He would do it in a minute. She's dying to go back to work. Kay, uh, would, Kay would jump on that. Redo means you use different people. Huh? <laughs> redo oh, means no, you no, use no, you people. couldn't. You'd have to use Kay Ballard. That was her. <laughs> no, where are you going to get the crazy Italian screaming lady? No. Right okay. there. Right here. Yeah, Drag, right? He actually he used to, used to tell him, he impersonated Jane Russell for fifty Wait, years. No, not fifty years. Okay, for, for a long 42 time. Forty two years. For forty years in, in straight clubs he had a routine and all he dressed over up New York. Uh, all over New York and as as Isn't Jane it weird how, you should see how he looks too, he look gorgeous. How, I wanna we, see, I wanna see pictures. I, I'll tweet one to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and it's so funny how I met Jane and we became the best of friends. And I always studied her face and her makeup, of course, to look like her. And I'm in the centerfold of, of a coffee table book called Persona. And I'm in a bathtub with suds and there are my tits floating and I'm looking so Jane Russell. Well, you know the tricks. And I showed it to Jane and I said, I hate this picture. I'm so sorry they put it. And Jane looked at me and she said, I wish I looked. And I said, God, I, I can't believe this. No one would ever believe this if I repeat it. You wish that you looked as good as me? I said, for fucking 40 years, I've been trying to look like you. And the both of us went hysterical. You know but what? She, wait, she did confess to me. She said, you make a beautiful woman, but a much handsomer man. 
Oh, that's well, that sweet. was sweet. That was sweet. You know what you should consider doing, and like I don't know, like people do it a lot of times to help big causes or whatever. And I don't know if you would want to do it because you, I don't know who you would pick it, pick out to do. But if you did a thunderclap campaign, like I was involved with a thunderclap campaign that got a hundred million votes, you know, of people supporting different things. And if you got like a thunderclap campaign to Netflix or to Hulu or to somebody, you know, uh, and and had it, you know, that to, to to invest and bring this show to thing, you could probably get 50 million people to like, you know, We've join thought it. about it as a last resort to do something like that or a Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm hoping that or Hulu are smart enough to see they could make a lot of money and get a lot of attention. If they, I see the headlines, Hulu comes to the rescue of silver foxes. And, you know, well, if they if you get to the point where you're ready to do that, let me know, because I got like a whole team of thunderclapper people who can like really help get it out. Did you shoot a pilot yet? No, we just had the script and we did a reading in my living room. Uh, But, you know, you need the pilot. Yeah. So that's the next step anymore. They have to see they're all stupid today. Years ago, they could hear a script and and see it in their minds. Today, they don't see anything. They have to see it. You know, it's terrible. That's why. That's why I did the reading instead of just handing the script in. I wanted to people. The reading won't go anywhere because they're going to say, oh, you know, you know as well as I know. The voice can just go so far. But if I do, it yeah. tells it all. Nobody knows what you do. <laughs> no, but that, that, that's, like a stu- that's a stupid look. That was like stupid. Like, you know, okay. that tells it all. He's stupid. You know, you, you don't need a script. So I would, I would love to see your pilot. I think that we could run it. You know, we would probably put it on our show. We have a TV network. We're on, uh, what are we on, Roku? Yeah, we're on Roku. We're on Roku. And we gladly put your pilot on Roku. Because have thank you. Serious. Have because, but anything we can do to help, basically. people would go in to see it. You'd, have, you'd be all over the world on Roku. Thank you. I appreciate myself. Well, I'm not doing it for you so much. I like you, but I don't know you that well. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. After for, all I've done for you? <laughs> well, the sex was good, but the breaking up was heartbreaking. <laughs> it always um, did. It always uh, I'm doing it for all of the gay people in the world. I'm an old guy. I was around when we weren't allowed to be gay. Okay? When we got arrested for being gay. And I've seen it all turn around, and I've seen it all get better and better and better. And I want to see it really get better before I kick the bucket. And I want to see this television show, Silver Foxes, running somewhere because it's got to be hilarious with Bruce Valance and the other fellas that are in it. And, of course, with this incredible comedy writer. And your cameo. Yeah, and my cameo. Yeah, coming in as, coming in drag as uh, Jane Ross. Yes. No, not as Jane Ross. It was uh, Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> So first of all, then here's uh, one more time, everybody, because we got to move on. We want to like follow at Zimmerman Stan on Twitter. Check out ZimmermanStan.com. I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Mona from ILDK Media who who helped facilitate this whole thing. And um, I normally don't like to like mention other PR firms since I have one, but I want to say that she's really like a notch. She's got a great clientele and. Very, very impressive, the people that she's working with in the gay community, doing a lot for the gay community and, and, and people who are gay who are out. And so I want to just give her props for that. And we want to thank you for coming on the show. And any help that you need, you've got my email. I'm going to send you an email hooking you up with Eileen and uh, get you some more interviews that maybe that will help get the things moving some more. And we just want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank and I'm you. Gonna, Can't I, wait to meet you in person in Palm Springs. Absolutely. And I'm going to push your show. Through all Thank of my gay channels, and these queens—no, I know some queens that are really high-power queens in the biz, <laughs> in the business. You know that you know how many queens that we know that are executives to everything. 
but they don't help us, those son of a bitches, I'll blackmail them. No, I will. I'll say, if you don't put this show on the air, I'm going to tell everybody that you were a prostitute. There you go. A cheap one, too. A $5 number. I like the way you think. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you you so much. Have a good one. You were very nice. Delightful guest. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you soon in Palm Springs. Bye-bye. Everybody liked him a lot. Chad, wasn't that fun? He's nice. Gay people are so nice. Why are people bad to gay people? We're such nice people. And he's really got some, I mean, when you, he's when you say credits, he's got he, major credits. I don't credits. give a shit about his credits. I saw his show. It's funny as hell. That little clip that we saw, I was laughing like 10 times in a row. You know funny. me, I never laugh. I hate everything. Everybody like liked it. So glad you guys liked it. Chad, how's everything on your end, okay? All good here. I thought Ron hated people. I know he hates people, but he liked this people. We're getting them no, back. I, I, I hate bad people that oh, write bad reviews about me. That makes sense. But he was people a nice that people. say I'm stupid and, and a jerk and I talk too much. But that's how I, I, I used to make my living. I was going to say that's how I make my living talking. <laughs> what a lie that would Jimmy, when are we going to get a sponsor? Just one. A show five years. I would like to get paid. Okay, so go find. <laughs> oh, it's not my job. I'm talent. I'm not the producer. You're <laughs> that's the pro- why we don't have You're one. the producer, for Christ's sake. <sighs> All right. So, Chad, let's take a music break. Hopefully these videos play okay. All right, well, let's try. Well, let's see if the Ricky Rebel Boys and Sometimes Girls ones will play. Sometimes Boys. Words, ones. Okay, well. Um, all right, everybody. So we're going to see if we can get these videos to play. This is uh, Ricky Rebel. The name of the song is Boys and Sometimes Girls. Hit it, Chad. Roger that. Hey, yo, DJ. Hey, turn that, turn that, turn that, turn that it up. Sometimes girls And sometimes girls they can be kind of hot I like the way they work the pole like it's a it's a spot I know it's kinda kinky I know it's weird But I'm the kinda gay guy that likes girls to touch my rear You wanna get with me? This is how I roll I like the boys, 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 boys And sometimes girls I can't stop till I get to the top I know it's wrong and I know I'm a freak Sometimes girls If you wanna get with me You gotta give me the world I like the boys, 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 boys And sometimes girls
sometimes girls 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 You wanna make out girls? Boys, 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 boys What, you and your boyfriend? That's right Girls Girls Okay, I'm down Sometimes girls. There you go, Ricky Rebel. Hey, everybody. That's Ricky Rebel, you guys. He's like one of my favorite people in the whole world. I love, love, love Ricky Rebel. And that's Boys and Sometimes Girls, everybody. And he's got a new album coming out soon. It's going to be awesome. You know, it's not my kind of music or, or whatever it's about. But when it comes to him, I watch it in awe because he does it so well and so fresh and has its own its own look. It's always so professional. Looking yeah, too. Rick, Rick, Ricky, if you're listening, sweetie, wherever you are, we'd love you. There we you want go. to see you again. When are you coming to visit? I think he's playing a show in New York, possibly in August. Well, we'll go if we're still here. We'll go for sure. We love Ricky Rebel. We really do. He's the nicest guy in person, too, folks. If you know him, I mean, he's sweet. He's regular. He's no affected phony. And, and he was with us on our paranormal adventure yeah. with Queen of the Paranormal and, he and got Eileen Shapiro. Stiff. It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. You gotta like enjoy it. I thought. Well, we great. bonded because we peed next to each other on the wall in the haunted house. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I shouldn't say that. Ricky might not like that. <laughs> Make believe. I just made. Be I made that up. It's not true. <laughs> Ricky, he's not gonna listen. Nobody's, gotta, nobody's gonna yeah. tell him. He may not like that image. But we had a pee. What could we do? We're in this haunted house. No bathrooms. It was broken anyway. It was all falling down with rats. You anyway, gotta like when you it. gotta go, you, you know, I pee a lot. I drink a lot. Fluids. So here's what we're gonna do. Hey, Chad. Why do I look like my upper lip is white? I don't know. I look at that. I look like I uh, like the women that had their lips, uh, the the upper lip scarring taken off. Tristan wrote, "We were vampires marking. You were vampires marking your territory." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Ricky was scared shit. A lot of things that we did. Ricky really was going, woo, woo, he was screaming. And he was <laughs> taking selfies and video and, and right. doing live video I love the, all the I whole love time. I love the selfies. Here, here he is. Here's Ricky in, in the haunted house. Yeah, nobody could see that. <laughs> He's making faces. He was doing selfie faces. It was a like lot this. of fun. You got to love us. So, Chad. Hi, Captain. All right, so uh, see if you can pull up the Togo Ultra Rock When We Were Young video. We're going to play that before he comes on, and then as soon as he uh, it's finished, we'll call him and then talk to him about his new album and all his cool shit he's got going on. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, this guy can sing, too. This well, we got to make sure it's the When We Were Young music. one. I don't want to play because I want to play the Cannonball one when he's on, so make sure it's the When We Were Young one. Roger, I you like want me to call him while we're real. playing the song? Um, you can. All right. Um, all yeah. right, so everybody listen up. Uh, our next guest is Togo Ultra Rock. He is a superstar. You guys are going to love it. He did a cover of Adele's When We Were Young. I freaking listen to it every day. I love it. And uh, we're going to play it for you now and then bring him on to talk to him about his music career and his new EP that comes out next week. So here it is, everybody. When We Were Young by Togo Ultra Rock. Everybody loves the things you do From the way you talk to the way you move And everybody here is watching you Cause you feel like home Like 
like a dream come true Might have by chance you're here alone Can I have a moment before I go Cause I've been by myself all night
you go. Adele's when we were young, and now we have Togo Ultra Rock on the line. Yo, we also up? have uh, Echo. Yeah. Anymore. Chad, can you clear that up? Is there any you Echo did. now? Nope, it went away. Okay. Went away. Okay. Go ahead. Say, say something to make sure we can hear you, Togo. Checking, testing, one, two. There Good. you go. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. And that's the same hat that you have on in the video. And I have to tell you, because um, like when wrong uh, at night, I like to watch music videos before I go to sleep. Right. And, and so I basically go on and watch cover videos of my favorite songs and uh, like Titanium. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of different songs that I like love. And I think that your cover of Adele's is definitely one of the best ones that's ever been put out there without a doubt. It's very unique and sounding of uh, and you have your own unique sound to it. Uh, so it doesn't sound like you're trying to copy or imitate anything, and it's a really, really, really good cover. So I want to say kudos to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so now we're going to do an intro uh, that we'll use for the TV show. So here Make we go. I believe we haven't spoken. Yeah, we're going to pretend like we haven't spoken yet. Oh, okay. I thought we were already live. <laughs> you um, are live. No, no, oh, you're live. Okay, you're but live. But, but this goes on Roku. But this TV. is live radio, and now I, I we do the intro for the television. I know it's both. I know, but it's radio and television. So here, you want to take a drink before I introduce you? Go ahead. You can. <laughs> Which he's got his Togo Ultra Rock like tattoo on his arm. I love it. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. The incredibly talented rock star, superstar, Togo, Ultra Rock. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey. Um, there thank we go. You. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me start off by introducing you to everybody. First off, we've got our cool, outrageous man about town, co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I have got a nickname for you. It's called Valium Voice. <laughs> because <laughs> I, when I, I listen to you sing this beautiful song, I get tranquil. Wow, I love that. That's a that's yeah. a big compliment. I'll, I'll it's take a that. compliment. For once, there's somebody that could sing this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I hear so Thanks. many of these people out there that want to be whatever. You know, we hear thousands of them, and some right. of them are so pathetic. I mean, really and truly, they should just stop it. Get a job. You know, working for the <laughs> Not going to disagree. <laughs> Not going to disagree. So then we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Togo, good to have you. Hey, man, what's going on? We good. have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. You have literally, we have Estonia, Germany, Australia, England, like pretty much like every country, every major country is covered right now. So say hello to everybody. Awesome. What's up, world? I wish I could see you guys. The only thing I see is like a frozen image, but I'll, I'll pretend that it's moving. Yep. So you can't you see, see us. Could we clear it up? Oh, I don't know how. I just see like a fro like a still image of you. Have you hit the hit the uh, you must have the video camera thing hit though because I'm I can see you. And Chad, how come you can't see us? Don't know, I can see you. Oh, there it is. I'm an idiot. I didn't click on the allow button. There you are. Now I see you. <laughs> see you. And you're not and you're not an idiot. You're a very beautiful voice. I know. Idiot. I <laughs> idiot. <laughs> All right, so hold on. Then we've also got Eileen Shapiro in the chat room. So say uh, hi to Eileen. Big tits. <laughs> big tits is in oh, I love it. Actually, he's never, he's never met her. Have you ever met her in person? No, just on the phone. So you don't know how big her tits are. But you know what? <laughs> when you meet her, you have to stand three feet away from her because if she turns quickly, she knocks you down. <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, they're, they're, they're She's big. amazing. We they're, love her. They're big. We love her. Them. Her. Yeah, Eileen's awesome. <laughs> we love her we, and We love them. Eileen. Eileen's an angel. So first of all, everybody, Togo's got a brand new EP. It's called Ultra Rock. It's coming out on July 24th. 
And it'll be available on all the digital download sites. He's got five songs on the EP. One of them's called I Want Nothing. One of them's called Cannonball, which we're going to play in a little bit. And we have been playing Everybody Loves Cannonball. That's my favorite, Cannonball. It's You, I Want, California Royals, and Fuck You, Just Fuck You, which I should have sent to Chad just to play because it would have been fun. Oh, that's that's my song, everybody in the chat room, right? That would have been a fun one to play. Fuck You is my favorite. Hello. I do. I say, fuck you. Hello. How are you? (laughs) So tell us a little. Okay. So first of all, like you're actually born and raised in Norway, right? Right. Um, Did you like being born and raised in Norway? Because like what what made you come here? Yeah, no, I love it. You know, it's an an awesome country. And, uh, you know, then I came here to go to uh, Musicians Institute and I just kind of fell in love with the whole place and uh, ended up staying. You got to like love it. So you lived in L.A. and you were in another band for a while um, that pretty well known and then something happened and you moved to where do you live in minnesota yeah minnesota and and bfe dude what's bfe stand for don't fuck egypt (laughs) (laughs) well coming from minnesota uh, coming from norway minnesota is your climate that's for sure freeze your ass off in minnesota yeah pretty much yeah no i miss i miss uh the the weather in california for sure yeah, well, I would. Me too. <laughs> We're actually moving back to California soon. Yeah. We're going to Palm Springs. I'm See us. I'll see you guys. I'm good. There you go. You'll, you'll be in it. Palm Springs. Good. I'll cook for you. I'm, I cook Italian food. Yeah, no, not Palm Springs. That's too hot. Are you guys are seriously moving to Palm Springs? Yeah. yeah. The winter, it's gorgeous. It's the best climate in the world in the winter. Summers are hot. I've but never the winter... been, so I just judge it for the weather. It's too hot for me. Oh, no. If you ever came to Palm Springs, you would never want to leave. It's heavenly. It's, a, it's the best place to, well, I shouldn't push it too much, and everybody's going to move there, and everything is going to go expensive. Fuck it. It stinks. It's horrible. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So, and you have a 10-year-old. What does your 10-year-old think that you, about having, like, a rock star father? Oh, he, uh, he's sitting right there. He's, like, he's all thumbs up. I don't know. <laughs> hey, thumbs up, 10-year-old. He can Do, come in and say hi. Does he want to follow in daddy's footsteps? <laughs> Uh, well, he started playing drums, you know, uh, but I mean, he's, see, he grew up with me being like, I'm the, you know, crazy, irresponsible person in the relationship. Don't get me wrong. I'm a responsible parent, but you know, I'm like opposite parent. So like, he's used to me being hopeless, you know, I'm like, he's always the one that's embarrassed about me, not the other way around. And he's got to tell me to tone stuff down. And, you know, so, <laughs> so he knows that he would want it any other way. So you have the 10 year old adult in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when he's 15 years old, he'll be borrowing your clothes, tinting his hair, doing your act. Believe me, I have, a, I have a daughter. I have a daughter who has become me. I mean, it's amazing. She's an actress, and she's always on Facebook on that FaceTime doing my shtick. I can't believe it. I think she's crazy with the vulgar and the nutty. And, oh, they, they do. They, they absolutely become you. Yeah. yeah. Love it though. All right, Lars, fine. He's, he's just on. like he's like over there. Please, please. He just wants to stick his his head in the camera. Everybody, everybody wants to see him anyway. No, Have him come on in. Oh my God! Look, look at, at the hair. Get out of here. So wait, what's your name? What's your name? Lars. Lars. Oh my gosh. Lars, you you're a rocker already. So you already knock, look like knock a rocker. Knock it off. Knock it off about your dad. You're a rocker. Wait, wait. So Lars, besides your you. wait, wait. Besides your dad, Lars, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Name a band or two. Um. 21 Pilots. Oh, I like them. They did the, the soundtrack for uh, Suicide Squad. They got a song on Suicide Squad. I love that. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, and you play drums? Yes. Are you, are you good? 
pretty good, he's right? Now, tell me, yeah, the tell started. me the truth, or tell me the truth, or I'll cast a spell on you, and your teeth will fall out on Thanksgiving Eve. Wow. So you have to tell me the truth. <laughs> Do you want to be one day like Dad, famous and singing? Yeah. Oh, okay. he doesn't know. See, Dad's a liar. He said no. <laughs> Dad said no. no. He always, you know, makes fun of me. You don't make fun of Dad, do you? I would. Hmm? No. Do you make fun of Daddy? No, he doesn't make fun. He didn't say he makes fun of no, him. He, he just doesn't. tells me he has to tone him down. Why don't you put some purple streaks in your hair? You look better. Maybe <laughs> blue. There blue, you go. Blue, blue, blue. Okay. Just a couple in the front to show people that you're cool. As soon as you cut your first demo song or whatever, we'll bring your dad and you back on and we'll play it for four million people. Sure. All good? There yeah. you go. Good. You can sit there if you want, but we're going to change the conversation back to your dad. Back but it was dad. very nice to meet you, Lars. Bye-bye, <laughs> Lars. Remember, a couple of blue streaks. Oh, everybody in the chat room like loves him. Like They're like, he's, what a cool young man. Oh, How cute. He's, you know, <laughs> he's got a fan base. You know the old story, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Right, right. There's no question about it. No question about it. You got to like love it. So I think that's like really, I think that's actually really cool. You got like a son who wants to follow in the footsteps and well, make, look, just tell him to make sure he does good in school also, just in case, you know, you look, always got to have that fall back on. <laughs> look at Tip, look at Tippy Hed, Tippy Hedron from the birds. You know, Tippy Hedron. Daughter is Melanie Griffin. Griffin. And her granddaughter is the chick from, uh, from uh, 50, Gray, 50 Things of Gray, whatever. 50 Shades of Gray. <laughs> what's, what's her name? Well, that's cool. I, I forgot her name, but like, I, I forgot her name. So but. there you go. Three generations of actors. Love it. And good ones, too. Right. Gotta like love it. All right, so let's talk a little bit of music. First of all, we're going to play Cannonball in a minute, but let's talk a little bit first because Dakota, you have... Dakota. Oh, yeah, Dakota fan. No, not that fan. Johnson. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. There like, you go. Like her father. Who's oh, yeah, Don Johnson's Don her father. Johnson. Dakota Johnson. All right, let's talk music a little bit. All right, so... So you have influences because, you know, you know, one thing I find very unique about Togo Ultra Rock, uh, you and the band and all the music that you're putting out is that uh, you don't actually have a sound like anybody else. You don't sound like anybody else. You don't sound like you're trying to be anybody else, um, which is a, a huge change, you know, for what you see, because most of the time one band becomes popular and then every other band tries to sound like them and you don't do that at all. So who are some of like your musical influences maybe that that have influenced how you've developed your sound? Um, <clears throat> my biggest influences are from the 40s, uh, um, the jazz back then, like Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, you know, and then Etta James, stuff like that. That influences like a lot of, of the way that I write melodies, my approaches and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, and then, um, I sort of get influenced by whatever I hear in the moment, you know, like, you know, like he says, he likes 21 Pilots. So if there happened to be a 21 Pilots song that I hear and I go, oh, and I hear something that I'll sit down, you know, or it could be a, a real stupid song by, you know, it doesn't matter. It could be Justin Bieber. Not that it is, you know, but it's like it triggers something in my brain and then I just write. But like the core of my influences is, is, is from back in the 40s, you know, and I've always been crazy for Queen. Uh, then there's the Sex Pistols. I love punk, so that's where I get the attitude from. And I love anything anything electronic, you know, like trance, dance, all that stuff. Yeah, because that's the other thing is because you're kind of considered like I read all, all your different reviews and they basically say EDM rock, which is basically like you've coined your own, your own genre. Yeah, now I, I know why I like your music. 
because I love everything from the 1940s as well. And you must include Peggy Lee when you talk about the great jazz singers. Of course, yeah, yeah. She was wonderful. He loves Peggy Lee. Love her, love her. Absolutely. I love it. Actually, you sound like Peggy Lee. You have the same husky softness that she had in her voice. You should do covers on some of her songs. I think that would be terrific. Yeah. Listen to Peggy Lee. She has that wonderful, soft, friendly, like you, Valium. Valium voice. So, so let's let's play Cannonball for anybody who's tuned in who is not familiar with more of your music. Um, Chad. Hi, Captain. You have the video ready? I do. All right, so Togo, you're going to introduce it for us. Introduce the video. We're going to play it, and then we'll come back and talk as soon as it gets done playing. So just hang on. How's that? All right, sounds good. Well, it's pretty simple. This is Cannonball by me. Good song. Good, great song, folks. First time when I saw you, I was fine. And the second time I knew you would be mine. A one-sided cyber romance. Yes, I was hoping for a strolling glance. Then I saw you standing outside the club. As I was leaving with my ticket stub. I remember hearing laughter as you came running after. You called my
There you go, Cannonball. There we go. Hey, everybody, so that's Cannonball by Togo Ultra Rock. The single's available on iTunes and all the digital download sites around the world, and the EP Ultra Rock that the single is on uh, will be available July 24th. And uh, if you want to follow Togo on Twitter, it's at Togo Ultra Rock. Actually, everything is at Togo Ultra Rock. Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, everything is Togo Ultra Rock, so definitely check it out and, and hit up his YouTube page and subscribe and watch all his videos because he's got a lot of fun ones. You so- want to see something weird? Both the dogs came over the minute the music came on. Even my dogs like it. <laughs> yeah, and they don't ever come over. And, they ne- and he never does. Shazam the killer, he never does. He's our watchdog. He'd kill you in a minute. <laughs> he would. He'd rip you to pieces. Bull Mastiff. He'd rip you to pieces. If you're not right. you. He I, means anybody. anybody. He just doesn't like anybody who's not us. Who's <laughs> not us. He's a watchdog. And he came over the minute he heard the music. Look at this. It's amazing. That shows okay. that it's a big hit. So first of all, I want to commend you on the on the video because as an indie artist, to have a video of that high quality that looks so good and is so entertaining with the... Uh, with the gra- graphics and the cartoons and the real people and everything all mixed together is very difficult for an indie artist to actually accomplish a video like that. I mean, it looks like a million-dollar video, so congratulations on the video. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, because I think I read something that you Can I make took my a comment while. first? Oh, yes. It's great cleaning the house music. In other words, when you have to dust and run around and straighten out, this is the kind of music you want, because it makes you hot. gets you up there. <laughs> you know, like, watch, look. It's a cannonball coming through the wall. <laughs> You clean your fucking house in like as long as a song, three minutes, and your house is sparkling. <laughs> so tell us about the video a little bit. How did you actually get that done? Oh, yeah. Um, well, the script was actually written like years ago uh, for another song. It was never used. Uh, and I was looking for a script for Cannibal, and I, and I dug through my, uh, you know, through my uh, old files, and I was like, wow, this would be a perfect match. And so I started rewriting it. Uh, and, uh, then I got in touch with, uh, you know, with the director, which is one of the, you know, most in demand, uh, uh, music video directors on pretty much in Hollywood right now. He does everyone. Um, and, um, you know, I told him my budget, you know, I mean, it's a pretty healthy budget for independent, you know, thing, but he also said, he's like, wow, he's like, normally, a, a an idea concept like that would cost, you know, half a million dollars, you know, but he goes, I specialize in doing that. He goes, so for the, you know, the amount of money, we're going to make it look like it costs half, half a million dollars. So we, you know, we cut a lot of corners, uh, for instance, you know, the bus scene, <clears throat> we're supposed to um, get a permit with MCA and we have to rent a bus and all that. And that would have added God knows how many thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, fucking fortune. fortune. Yeah, so instead <laughs> what we would do is we would like, uh, you know, me and Madison, the, you know, the actress, they would they would drop us off at a bus stop and then they would, you know, and then they would uh, drive the director, you know, and the camera people to the next bus stop. So we would get on there, you know, and then, no, 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 I'm sorry. The director would sit there. Me and him would get on the bus and he would sit there with the camera. Madison would be at the next bus stop you know and then he'd be very quietly <laughs> as he walks in he goes action you know and, and then i think we went on something like i don't know 10 or 15 buses we started in east hollywood and ended up uh, you know on venice in, in Sumatra. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you got the shot yeah we got the shot and then we, got we, the shot. Uh, we rented a huge sound stage uh for the rest of the you know so they just custom built sets for the karaoke bar and the live scenes and the art studio and everything um 
So yeah, no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I was super happy when I saw the final results. You know, because I'm I'm super perfectionistic, but he actually pulled it together. You know, um, and you know, and it's interesting because some people look at what's if I ask them what it's about, it's about two people being obsessed with each other. With each other, and I go, okay, now is that was that what actually happened? I go, yeah. Then some people get it because what actually happens is you see me uh, being completely obsessed with this girl. You know, uh, but in the very last, when we're kissing, it pulls out, you know, then it's revealed that, no, I wasn't. The whole thing was in her head. She's an obsessed fan, you know, that just imagined the whole thing. And now she's like painting more pictures of me and you see her wall and stuff. But not everyone catches that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think everybody totally gets it, but I think that the quality of the video is so good and it's really such a great video and it's such a great song and it's so catchy. Um, that I think it's going to, you know. Well, the lyric itself tells you the story came through the wall like a cannonball. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, you got to be stupid, you know? I mean, it's like it's like he saw her and his dick blew off. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, you got to sing that? I saw her and my dick blew off? I mean, you saw her and he, she was like a cannonball. I love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> so, also, we, we hear that today is your birthday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> So we want to say happy birthday to you. Ron, you're going to sing him happy birthday? They make me do this all the time because I sing like Marilyn Monroe when she sang to President Kennedy. I mean, it's so faggy. I really hate doing it. But I got to do it. Hello? Here we go. Happy birthday. Hello. I can't see oh, wait, wait, or can't hear, hear anything right now. You can't hear or see us? Uh-oh, Chad. Hi, Captain. He said he can't see us or hear us. Oh, yeah. sure. You're back. You're back. Okay. Back. Okay, good. All right. Here we go. Take two. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, cute little number. Oh, happy birthday to you. Now, how gay can you get? I mean, how gay can you get? Okay, the only thing I was hoping for is that we did go, happy birthday, Mr. Ultra Rock. (laughs) Okay, we could do that. Happy birthday, Mr. Ultra Cock. I mean, Rock. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> there you go. You got to like Now you could it. say you've been sung to by a weirdness. weirdness. <laughs> Absolutely. What are you going to do? All right. So, so again, everybody, you want to follow Togo Ultra Rock on Twitter. It's at Togo Ultra Rock. Um, T-O-G-G-O-U-L-T-R-A-R-O-C-K. And his website is TogoUltraRock.com. He's got a five-song EP called Ultra Rock coming out on July 24th. So, so do you have a, like a, a next favorite song? What's your next favorite song on the EP? Um, God, I love them all. You know, um, it's kind of like having kids. You know, yeah, like, yes. you don't know. Which I have one, but I'm sure if I had two, I wouldn't love one more than the other. You know. <laughs> You don't know which is the best. That's all right. Next week, everybody, tune, make sure everybody tune in next week, and I, I'm going to get Fuck You, Just Fuck You, and we're going to play it for everybody just because like, the title is so great. Why can't we play it now? Because I don't have it here with me. I, don't, I have Doesn't to send Chad it to Chad. No, I didn't send it oh. to him. Because I sent him, him Cannonball since that's the who, single. Who are you saying fuck you to? Trump? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was my ex at the time. Okay. Yeah. It was the ex at the time. Okay, so so are all your songs like r- true life? Like, have, do you write most of your songs about uh, things that are going on in your life? Yeah, pretty general? much, almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. Now we have to ask you: Are you married presently? No, 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 single. Divorce. So, girls, guess what? Mm-mm. And he's got a song. Minnesota's not that far from wherever you live. <laughs> and he's got a song called "It's You I Want." <laughs> 
<laughs> right. And if you go to a wall like a cannonball, you may you never know. So what is the, what would he's be cute enough? Look at him. He's, he's very very Norwegian looking. He looks like a like yeah. the guy commercial years ago, Eric, that would sail on the Viking boat for cigarettes. I think Marlboro when they used to advertise cigarettes. Oh my Everybody God! You're talking about there. something that's like thirty years ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe fifty years ago. You know, I'm a hundred. You gotta like love it. Okay, so so what would be what it what is the what is the ideal girl that you like? Does she look like the girl in the cannonball video? Um. Yeah, that's a sore subject right now because I'm going, <laughs> I'm going through some shit personally. So I'm like, yeah, that, okay, yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> okay, so she, so blondes. He likes blondes. So maybe we try no, something no, different. No, no, that's not real. Well, yeah, it's, Norwegian, it's, it's, Norwegians love like dark Italian Greek women, right? They love the opposite. Not, not this Norwegian. I mean, I had a, I go through periods, you know, but like, yeah, no, it's, it's been blonde, you know, but it's, I mean, it's obviously it's. It's the looks and the obviously it's the personality and the absolutely and, you know, the, and the brain brains yeah the, the brain the whole, it's the whole package you know like when it clicks it clicks. I always loved Swedish Norwegian uh, women Dutch. I married a Dutch woman. She was a white blonde green eyed you know because I'm a blackie you know I'm dark black hair used to be. So the opposites do when he was younger. When I was younger, I never liked going out with Italian girls. They were too hairy, and and I don't know. <laughs> And really, and too small, too short, too Italian. I never liked them. Actually, somebody in the chat room wrote, "Togo's Cannonball" is the positive answer to Miley Cyrus's song "Laugh Out Loud." And I don't know what Miley Cyrus's song is. So, oh, uh, Wrecking Ball. Oh, <laughs> no, Cannonball's oh. way better than a Wrecking Ball. Right. Well, that's when she was sitting on the Wrecking Ball, swinging back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember? There you ball? go. So you, you, you've you got it all. So what kind of music, like if you're not listening to your own music, what would you actually like listen to? Um, like if you turned on the radio, what kind of genre Billy, would you listen Billy to? Billy Holiday. No. Oh, I was thinking no, more you know, current. I, I mean, like when I turn on the radio, it's always like the local pop hit station because they play, you know, the EDM stuff that I like. You know, rock stations, most of them, they just play like super heavy screamo stuff that I'm not into, you know? Yeah, I don't like well, that me, either. Me neither. I don't like that either. So who are some of the people like, do you like 21 pilots like your son? Yeah, I love them. I mean, it's original. It's, you know, uh, he doesn't have a very original voice, but the music, you know, it's like their songwriting is, is really, really cool. I love to ask this question. I ask it all the time. Do you know who Johnny Mathis is? No. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely kill myself. <laughs> You probably do know Johnny Mathis. You know his Chances songs. Chances are, because I wear a silly grin the moment you come into view. Chances are, I'm in love with you or something like that. I think I heard it in a movie one time, yeah. It's in okay. a lot of movies. Actually, Johnny he, he Mathis. He was the greatest singer. He made more, uh, sang more albums than Frank Sinatra. Johnny Mathis is the second all-time selling music person like, on the planet. Uh, wow. Number one is Frank Sinatra. Number two is Johnny <laughs> Mathis. But he sold like... 360 million records um but he's also like he's in his 90s or 80s or something no he's he's still he's still handsome and he's only like 80 you always see him on the old navy commercials at christmas time no, <laughs> you should look johnny mathis up yeah, you, you would, should look him up you, you would, might like him you would like his voice because uh, he has your some of your qualities in his voice because you've got that high range you know he's got a high range oh, too he, he's you're, you're gonna love his sing you know just because they're old and the music is old 
people don't like it. And I think it's stupid. I love songs from the twenties and thirties, and I'm certainly not born. He likes all the forties. Yeah, but I was born in the four. I was born 1940. <laughs> so growing up, that was all my music. You know, music my sister played that I listened to as a little boy because my sister's seven years older. Uh, and I love the music from the 40s and the 50s. I mean, it was a great... And the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Unfortunately, I don't like rap. And that's now. Right. I'm not a rap... You like rap? No, I'm not a big fan. It's not singing. It's talking. <laughs> I want to see you later, baby. We're going to go on the town. We're going to do this. We're going to rap around. I'm going to dance with you. I'm going to swing. What the hell is that shit all about? I mean, it's like some guy is like on speed. Well, especially if there was a rap song with those lyrics. Wouldn't that be like a suicide song? That if you're ready to kill yourself, you play that? Yeah, no, it gets, it gets monotonous. So let's go to like, okay, so you, you, could, you could like be a co-headliner with like any band on the planet and they're all coming to see Togo Ultra Rock and Band X. Who would Band X be? Oh, shit. Um... Oh, I like the way he said that. Oh, shit. Oh, no. You're now one <laughs> yeah, of us. Man, I, one of us. You're one of us, baby. Oh, yeah. Lady Gaga. Okay. I love Lady Gaga. No, I, I, you know, I love it because I love how she brought semi-persons weapons out on the road, you know, because they were pretty much nobodies at the time. And, uh, you know, she gave them a chance. And I, I love her because she's so outrageous, you know, and she does her own thing. And, it, you know, it, that resonates with me, you know, and we have this like i guess the same rebel vibe and you know music isn't horribly different she likes rock so you know yeah i think that would be a it would be actually a really good show too because you're both i mean, i i haven't seen you live i've seen you know different videos of you playing but i haven't actually seen a live togo ultra rock concert but i would imagine that you're really good live well it's it's animated yeah definitely well lady gaga the reason i love her is she can sing she has a voice she sings everything She's not restricted to one thing. She does opera beautifully. She does pop. She does rock. She does everything. And and the woman is stunningly beautiful at times. At times. Yeah, no, I love that. She's got an excellent voice. Yes, she does. We yeah. like her a lot. And the fact that she did that album with, uh, who is that, Andy Williams? No, not Andy Williams. Who's the guy? Oh, Andy no. Williams has been dead for 30 No, the, who's the guy? Tony Bennett. She sang, the, you know, she Bennett. did that, like, she did a, an album with Tony Bennett where they're singing, like, Tony Bennett songs and stuff. From the uh, 40s. And and oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It was like a show. It yeah. had, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Joe, too. Yeah. So that was, like, really And she good. looked beautiful that night. You yeah, know, when, yeah. she, when she wore the meat, she didn't look so good. <laughs> he didn't like to meet things. I so thought much. that was awful. I thought that was just awful. <laughs> We've only got like three minutes, so here's we, oh. first of all, everybody. We want to make sure everybody follows at Togo Ultra Rock on Twitter, and it's Togo Ultra Rock everywhere you go. So go to your social media and check it all. Like the Facebook page. It's Togo Ultra Rock. Check out TogoUltraRock.com. We want to make sure everybody gets the uh, new EP Ultra Rock on July 24th. Um, any shows or anything, anything that you want to like throw out there that we should be promoting? Yeah, are you coming to New York? Um, I think we are. Yeah, I uh, oh, uh, I think they're working on an East Coast tour as we speak. I don't know when it's going to be, but it, it looks it looks like this fall. If we're still in New York, we're there. Absolutely. Just make sure you compass. Don't forget. <laughs> don't worry. I know the person helping set it up. <laughs> so it works out terrific. So again, everybody, please get Ultra Rock. Remember. 
uh, indie art indie artist and uh, indie artist needs you to buy their music so they can keep things going. If you enjoy it, please definitely uh, support Togo in in all of his different endeavors. And um, we want to thank you for coming on the uh, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We think the music is fabulous, and we'll bring you back after a couple of months once the uh, music has been out and it's made a big splash. Nice to know you. Nice to make friends with you. Yeah, and, and now that you said shit, you're part of the club. And actually, somebody in the chat room, real quick, wants to know if you write in Norwegian or English. They want me to ask you: Do you can you write in Norwegian and English? I could write in Norwegian. I'm sure. I just you know I I don't release anything there, or, or you know since I don't live there, everything I do is in English. There you go. Okay, uh, that was from that was someone from uh, Germany actually asking that question. So, all right, everybody, uh, we want to thank Togo for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Good luck with the uh, album success, and we'll continue promoting you on social media. And everybody, follow at Togo Ultra Rock on Twitter because we need to build his Twitter following. And may your success be a cannonball and go right through the wall of everyone's home. Hell yeah! Thanks for having me. All righty, Togo. Thanks. Nice meeting you, Togo. Bye bye. Bye bye. Nice guy. Everybody loves it. Nice guy. Yes, nice everybody guy. loved it. Nice guy. I love that Cannonball song, really. I swear I'm going to play it when I got a clean. There you go. No, really. It may, that's all I kept thinking of when I heard the song. I loved it. I said, boy, it makes me want to vacuum clean. Who the hell does that shit anyway? Who knows? So, Chad. Uh-huh. What happened to the ITV? It disappeared. Yeah. Looks like you didn't pay your bill again. Not what I said. That's what people <laughs> in the chat room said. <laughs> That doesn't mess up our video, though, right? You have too many listeners. We need to get more, what do you call it, bandwidth, I yeah, guess. Everybody in the chat room is saying, well done. So let's give some, some shout-outs to the chat room again. Iris, Iris in Germany, we love you. Bein Claudia is also in Germany. Tristan's in Australia. Zardru is in L.A. Uh, Goddess, we didn't really get to say too much with you, but Goddess, we love you, and she loves the house cleaning. She's in Florida. Goddess is in Florida. Oh, that really hurts. Eileen is in New York. Uh, who else? Irish Ginger is in uh, Belgium. See, I don't know. We got like all these like countries represented, so it's like really, really nice. We had England because Dave was in there earlier. So everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Next week we have great guests. We have uh, no, we have uh, the Gady Bunch family coming on next week, you guys, and we also have. Captain of the Lost Waves, which we've been playing his music uh, the last couple weeks. It's really, really good music, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun, so please tune in and uh, join us for that. Chad, we want to thank you, because you're such a freaking superstar with everything that you do. And, and Chad, every morning after I do my Facebook, mm -hmm. I play that video game. I've got to record it. It's your voice. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time I win and it, I, I, like a thing happens, it goes, Nice. Oh. That's what it oh, sounds Chinzia like. Chinzia is in the chat room. It says, she says Chinzia is in Illinois. What's up, Chinzia? Hi, Cuz. How are you, sweetie? <laughs> Sorry, honey. I missed you. I didn't want you to be forgotten. Um, all right, everybody. So, we'll, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye -bye. Next week for sure. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. bye, -bye. Jimmy, we'll take you out to Jimmy.